So good morning, everyone. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our Behold series, looking at the application of fixing our eyes on, being sure to see the things of God in 2023, in this new year. And this morning I want to share a few thoughts with you from a passage of scripture in Revelation 22, verse 12. That's our reading for today. Uh, It's a verse that talks about our beholding of Christ's inevitable coming to earth to redeem and restore the whole creation and our response to that event, known as the second coming of Christ, right? It's a really powerful piece of scripture in its ability to convict, encourage, and draw us into salvation in the person of Jesus. And it speaks about what we should behold or be sure to see as we consider this truth. And this is what this passage in Revelation 22 verse 12 says. It says, and behold, I am coming quickly, says Jesus, and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. And behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Now, before sharing an encouragement with you from this passage, I wanted to mention from the outset that I think it's you know fair to say that whenever people uh, hear a message or a topic on, or, or, or talk rather on, on, on the topic of the second coming of Christ, uh, the most natural reaction, I guess, is to go, oh no, not again, you know, not another uh, message on this topic that leaves me feeling uh, condemned or judged. And to be fair, there has been a lot of this kind of doomsday style uh, preaching on this important aspect of Christianity, which has left a lot of people confused and frustrated. I think that's safe to say. But despite the sometimes negative connotations um, that surround this message of the second coming of Christ, it is vitally important that we maintain a healthy understanding of the implications of Christ's return on our spiritual journeys in the here and now. Because here's the thing, when we behold Christ, when we are sure to see him at his second coming, things change for us now. Things are different for us here and now in our everyday lives. We have a renewed perspective on our coming and our going. We view things differently in light of our eternal union with Christ. Our priorities change and adjust when we have this anticipation at the front and center of our hearts. And this, and this particular passage in Revelation 22 guides us in three ways. It does three things in light of that reality. And those are, firstly, it declares a future event, it attaches a guaranteed promise, and it offers a present invitation. So let's take a moment and look at those in more detail as we consider this amazing passage of scripture together. Firstly, it declares a future event. You know, Jesus says, I am coming quickly. Friends, we know that the story isn't over for mankind. There's a final chapter to write in our history. It's, there's one final prophecy to be fulfilled. The one that starts with the heading, the Lord returns to claim that which is his. It's the final victory that all believers will have when Christ the Lord, the lamb that was slain, completes the redemption story and conquers death forever. We will be united with God face to face when he comes to gather his people to himself once and for all. What a glorious celebration and victory that will be. You know, note the word quickly in this passage uh, does not primarily refer to when Jesus will return, but how he will return. You know, the Lord will appear suddenly and without delay in that sense. You know, scripture says in 2 Peter 3, Uh, verses 8 to 10, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. 
the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. It's an amazing passage showing us that the Lord is patient. It's not this thing of, you know, he, he, he's trying to, to, to come quickly so that, you know, less people will be saved. That verse clearly says that all should reach repentance. That's his heart. And so that's the sense in which Jesus is coming quickly. And we see that the Lord himself promises that he will return speedily on that day. We know that what the Lord says he will do, he will do. His word will never return to him void, right? That's Isaiah 55. And it's a declaration that he has made concerning this future event, the second coming of Christ into the world. It's a promise. It's a guarantee of this future event. Secondly, that passage in Revelation attaches a guaranteed promise. It says Christ will come with his reward. Friends, the idea of Christ the rewarder is such a powerful one. The same idea is found in other places in Scripture too. Hebrews 11.6 says, For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There's this reward attached wherever, whenever I go to Christ or whenever he comes to me. That verse says that he is coming to us at the second coming with a reward. It's the guaranteed promise that is attached to the second coming of Christ to earth. And it prompts us to ask the following question. Are we living with a rewardable standard presently in anticipation of this event? Are we living with a rewardable standard? You know, how, how would we define the standard by which we live out our faith? Would you say it is setting you up for a heavenly reward in Christ? And more than just the reward of eternal life for those whose names are written in the book of life and you know, separation from God for those whose names aren't, this idea calls for us to examine the quality of the standard of the life that we are building now. What kind of reward are we hoping to receive by the way in which we are building? It's a great question. And do we live with a rewardable standard as we behold the coming of the Lord Jesus to earth? It's such a powerful question that should help us and motivate us to build well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, another well-known passage, it puts it this way. For no one can lay any foundation other than what has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become obvious. For the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire. The fire will test the quality of each one's work. It's something powerful to consider as we behold the expected arrival of the Lord Jesus to earth. And then finally, that passage offers a present invitation as a result. It declares a future event. That passage also attaches a guaranteed promise. And then it offers a present invitation. You know, we have an opportunity in the here and now, friends, to make a conscious decision every day to live out our faith and to live it out well. You know, Jesus is saying that he will give to each one according to their work. So why not work well with all our heart for his glory, submitting to him in awe and reverence, working as if we were working for God and not for men, and form and shape our lives around the person and teaching of Jesus Christ. That invitation is open for us today. And there's also an open invitation for anyone to accept eternal life in Christ Jesus. We know that he's coming. We know that he has his reward with him. And so in light of this truth, why not place your life securely in the hands of the Lord Jesus as Savior? You know, and this is where teaching uh, on the beholding of Christ's return gets 
uh, unhealthy and unhelpful when it's either centered around this, you know, bunker down and hold on mindset, which causes believers to completely retract and shrink back from this important task that we have of, you know, sharing the message of salvation with the world or that there's no open invitation left to accept him. That's when it gets unhealthy. But the invitation found in this verse and the Christ-like mindset or the biblical mindset rather is that firstly, as the church, we should recognize that we have this invitation to extend salvation to the whole world. For who will fulfill the great commission of going into all the world, proclaiming the good news of Jesus, if not for the church, you and me, his body. And secondly, there's also the invitation for anyone to look up, acknowledge that in God's matchless mercy, the Lord Jesus is still calling all who would say yes to him to come to him and drink from this fountain of living water, the water that will spring up to eternal life. And so this morning, uh, friends, as may we be encouraged as we, as we contemplate and behold the truth of Christ's coming, that we have a declaration of a future event. God is true to his word and he will fulfill the ultimate restoration of a new heavens and a new earth on that day. We have that, we have that future event. Secondly, we have a promised reward attached to how we have built our lives, built our lives. So let's build well and let's build in honor of God's name. And then finally, we have this invitation on the table for the church to spread the news of salvation to the whole world and that that free gift, that invitation is open to anyone to accept the Lord Jesus Christ today and enter into his kingdom as well. So let's take a moment to close in a word of prayer before we head on out with the rest of our day. Father, we thank you so much for uh, just the power of your word. Thank you that it convicts. Thank you that it draws us in. And Lord, this morning, we thank you, especially that according to this verse, when we behold you, things change for us. Our priorities change. Our mindset changes. We view things differently in light of your second coming. Lord, we know that it's true. You are true to your word to fulfill it. And so we thank you that in the meantime, we have a powerful choice to build and to build well. Would you help us do that, Holy Spirit? And would we be bold enough to accept the invitation as the church to spread the good news? And if we haven't yet said yes to you, Lord, may we find the motivation in Scripture and through your Holy Spirit to say yes to you, to accept you. Jesus, you are for us. You are holy and you are love and you want to draw us closer to you. And so we just thank you so much for your grace that makes that possible. And as we head on out into our day, Father, we thank you for a renewed perspective uh, as we imagine with this eager anticipation in our hearts, the, the beautiful restoration of creation and eternal life with you. Thank you, Jesus, uh, for this amazing gift. And we honor you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.